Welcome to the Being Dad Podcast, episode 17, Five Weeks as a Dad and Loving It. This week on the show, I'm going to share with you some of my feelings and observations over the previous five weeks as a dad. Is it what I was expecting? Plus, I have some info on what to expect with a one-month-old baby as far as development is concerned. I'm convinced she smiled a few days ago and not because of gas. Also, there's no interview this week, so I'm bringing back tech time for you. I know, that's huge news. All that and more next. Thanks for checking out the Being Dad podcast this week. This is Steve, and this is the show where we share information on all things related to being dad. For the expectant dads, new dads like myself, experienced dads, for all of us, thanks so much for checking out the show this week. I'm glad you're giving it a listen. All the podcast episodes are on iTunes and, of course, on my website, www.beingdadpodcast.com. Also, you can stream the episodes on any number of mobile podcast catching applications. Personally, I'm a big fan of Downcast on my Apple devices, but there are many different applications on all the mobile platforms, so just find one that works for you. I've also started adding some new features specifically on the website, and that is weekly little video segments of me in my personal life as a father with some info based on my personal experiences for you and what I've learned from uh, my own experiences. So far, there's one video up there now in which I give you a tour of our nursery here at home and let you know how it's been working out for us and how we have it set up. You can see the actual chains that Michelle uses to keep me latched to the diaper changing table all day. Plus, I've also started a weekly post where I give some links of the week on a different topic each week. The first links of the week post is there, and it is on mobile applications for dads. I'm also starting a free monthly newsletter for anyone interested in subscribing. It'll have more information in it on dad-related items and any cool stuff that I can find that will be unique specifically for the newsletter. So if you're interested in subscribing to that, just head over to the website and enter your email address in the newsletter subscription box there. And finally, with the news, if you want a Being Dad podcast t-shirt for 20 bucks and also become a backer of the show, just click on the Peer Backers link in the show notes of this episode for more details. That promotion ends May 14th, 2012. Well, the first five weeks as a dad have been pretty good. I've really been enjoying it. It's been a lot of fun and new experiences. I have been experiencing some things that uh, I wasn't really expecting and having some feelings that I wasn't expecting. Well, not that I really had any idea of what to expect. I didn't really have a whole lot of preconceived notions about what this time would be like. But there have been a few surprises for me over the past five weeks. Uh, firstly, I really find that I've developed a new sense of empathy, I guess, for parents who have gone through some kind of tragedy or loss when I hear about or, or think about somebody who's lost a child or has had a child kidnapped or that kind of thing. I find that it, it really seems to be hitting me a lot harder than it has 
previously. Uh, I don't know. I guess I'm just able to relate to the strong love that you're feeling for your child now that I have one of my own. And thinking about going through a loss like that, uh, it, it does really hit home. I have an old friend who lost a child uh, when the child was only a, a few months old. And of course, I've always felt sad for her as I've listened to her tell the story about losing the child and the, you know, how she was trying to cope with the loss uh, after it happened and how every year on the anniversary of losing that child, how difficult it is for her. She can't even work on those days. I find that now that I have a daughter, it uh, I really have a new sense of empathy for her, and I it, it really makes me sad. Like <laughs> when I think about what she's told me in the past, and I've heard a number of times, and uh, you know I've always felt sad about it, but now when I think about it, it really it almost makes me want to want to cry, um, and it, and it really does break my heart to sort of look at things uh, uh, by putting myself in her shoes going through that experience. I've had similar feelings. There's been a, a news story uh, pretty prominent in the news up here. Uh, there's a trial going on uh, for this fellow who uh, is allegedly accused of kidnapping and murdering a seven-year-old girl uh, from one of our little local towns here. And hearing the reports coming in from that trial that's been going on for the past month, as I've been going through this new dad period with my uh with my girl uh i i really find that i'm uh, i don't even know how to say it i guess i'm just watching the news come in about this trial and it just it really is making me feel more emotional than i i think i would have previously also another thing i've been dealing with over the past couple days is let's see today is tuesday that i'm recording this tuesday the first of may believe it or not and michelle Went away on Sunday with Natalie back to our or her hometown, which is about a few hours away from our uh, our place now. And uh, she went back home just to visit with some family there that haven't seen the baby yet. And uh, you know, everyone wa- everyone wants to see the baby, so we're trying to fit in as many visits as we can, which is a bit difficult given that we're now sort of living out in the boonies. But she's gone with Natalie back home. And uh, I've stayed behind because, you know, I do have to work and I'm looking after the dog. And I can't believe how much I've been missing both of them. But my, I've been missing that kid. Like, it's really, um, I don't know, it's hard to explain. But uh, I, I really feel, I don't know, if separation anxiety or what's going on. But, you know, I, I, I think about her and I think about holding her or feeling you know, feeling her stretch her legs out while I'm holding on to her or listening to all the, you know, the little sounds that she's making. And when I think about it, it just makes me really, really um, sad. (laughs) I just want her to come back. I want Michelle to come back. So tomorrow, Wednesday, they will be back. So I'm looking forward to having both of them back here and uh, just holding that kid. And hopefully I don't have to let her go anytime soon. My mother is coming up this coming weekend with my stepfather for another visit, so we're looking forward to that. I know it's hard for them living far away as well, not being able to see uh, Natalie as much as they would uh, would really want to. So that uh, 
that's great. And um, I don't know, I guess I'll be feeling this uh, separation anxiety from Natalie whenever she goes away for, what, uh, the next 18 or 20 years? Or, or does that last forever? I don't know. I guess I can really see how people um, might have a difficult time adjusting to that emptiness syndrome when their kids go off to uh, university or, or, you know, move out of the home eventually. <laughs> Natalie's been doing really well, though. Uh, the breastfeeding's been going really well. Haven't been too many problems there. She's still feeding every few hours around the clock at this point. So through the night, she's usually up uh, a few times with Michelle to breastfeed, uh, to have a diaper change and that kind of thing. And uh, she's also been putting on the weight. She's now up to 11 pounds, 6 ounces. So she's put on, well, she came out, she was 8 pounds, 8 ounces. So she's, uh, you know, put on a few pounds already, which is amazing. She's also grown another inch. And she's up to, what, uh, oh dear, what is she at? 20, 26 inches. I think, off the top of my head. And uh, so that's great. She really seems to be thriving. I think she's going to be a tall kid, uh, which I guess isn't too unexpected. I'm a, a little on the tall side myself. I'm six foot five. And uh, Michelle's not really a short person either. She's, you know, maybe the higher end of average at five nine. Uh, so I think uh, potentially Natalie is going to be a tall girl, which is, uh, you know, probably, probably a good thing. Uh, I'm hoping if she does grow very quickly that she doesn't take a lot of teasing from other kids, but I guess that, um, I guess that's an unfortunate uh, part of life. I know I took a lot of teasing myself when I was growing up, uh, but, uh, I, I'm really hoping that's not something that she'll have to go through a lot. Uh, although I'm, I'm sure there will be some of that. Um, so like I said, yeah, Michelle's been getting up a few times with the baby at night and, uh, you know, I do still have some feelings of, of guilt that, you know, it seems that she really is doing, um, you know, the majority of the work with looking after the baby. I'm trying my best to support her as much as I can and do what I can uh, when I'm not working. And uh, so that means I'm doing a lot of diaper changing and I'm doing a lot of trying to soothe the baby in the evenings after I'm done work for the day. Uh, I try to handle as much of the, the cooking as I can, but really Michelle and I are sort of tackling that together because I hate to cook and she knows that, but <laughs> I, I'm doing what I can. So I, th I think we're both doing fairly well. There's, uh, you know, no signs of any postpartum depression in, in either of us, Michelle or myself. So that's great. Um, not something I was really wanting to have to deal with, uh, although it is something that can, sh you know, show up uh, some months from now. So I guess I shouldn't be, you know, jumping the gun on saying that that's not a problem at all for us. But uh, as of right now, anyway, things are, are good. And I'm hoping when she comes back after being away for three days that uh, Natalie's not going to forget who I am, <laughs> that she'll she'll remember uh, me when she sees me. Uh, I'm not really sure if, you know, I'm, pre I'm sure she's recognizing me now or starting to find me familiar when she sees me. So I, I don't imagine her going away for a few days is going to change that at all. Speaking of that, I'm pretty sure that the other day she smiled at me and I don't think it was from gas. I, I'm, you know what, I'm pretty much 99% sure that she smiled. I reached down and I gave her a kiss on the side of her face, made a little, you know, baby cooing kind of a sound when I did it. And, uh, I think, uh, you know, my little, uh, 
uh, stubble from my beard maybe was tickling her, but I'm pretty sure that she smiled when I did that. I, I would bet money on it. Uh, now she's only four and a half weeks old and, you know, they don't really say that they, uh, the smiling starts until they're, you know, maybe closer to two months and that uh, any smiling you see this early on might just be from gas. But I, I'm sure that it, uh, that it was, uh, from, uh, finding whatever I was doing amusing, I guess. I did find some articles on first smiles coming from babies, and there's one on whattoexpect.com where it does say that uh, babies usually are smiling by uh, two months old and that when you come into the room, they'll have some sense of recognition of who you are and you might see some uh, a big wide flashing smile at that point uh, when they turn their head to see you come in or, or they hear your voice. I also found an article on uh, babiesonline.com, and it also does state that week five milestones uh, include things like the baby will be smiling more and more and might smile in response to your expressions or actions. They'll be able to respond to bells and whistles by turning their head, cooing, crying, and smiling. And uh, they should be able to or have started to master lifting their head by about 45 degrees by the five-week time period. And they should be even able to to hold it up for a more extended period of time. And uh, I've definitely seen that if she's lying on my chest, sort of on her belly, that she will raise her head up, yeah, I guess about at a 45-degree angle, and, and look up at me. Uh, from uh, from down on my chest, and she is able to hold that up for a few seconds. That head, so yeah, that's that's been really great to see. So there you go. I she's five weeks, but I'm pretty sure she's smiling, and I don't think it was from gas. So I'm sticking with that story. Fathersfirstyear.com also has said, had some information on child dis- development in these early stages at around the one one and a half month old age. Uh, they also commented on the smiling and the eye contact, and uh, they also, you know, will respond more to to loud noises and bangs and that kind of thing, and that they often are fussy in the evenings. Now, when I saw that, I said, "Oh boy, can I relate to that?" Natalie has been really fussy in the evenings over the past couple of weeks. It seems that I don't know. She's Michelle might disagree with me, but. From my uh, observations, she seems to be an angel throughout the day, even throughout the uh, you know the early hours of uh, of the morning. Uh, but at around eight nine o'clock in the evening, I don't know she she turns into like a little uh, exorcist baby, screaming and crying, you know the head spinning the whole nine yards. Maybe not that bad, but definitely more fussy in the evening. And uh, I find that we're spending a lot of time trying to to comfort her and get her to sleep. Michelle, I I find that Michelle seems to be trying to feed her more often during this late evening time. And, and, you know, I mean, it can be difficult for for Michelle, obviously, but, you know, even for me, too, if Michelle's or Natalie's up crying till 11 o'clock midnight or or even later, uh, you know, it's hard for me to feel comfortable just going off to bed and sleeping and leaving Michelle to deal with this. Uh, You know, I do have to work in the morning. And again, it comes back to those feelings of, of of guilt and that I have, I don't know, a responsibility to, to stay up with them until the baby's asleep and Michelle can relax. But uh, it's it's difficult, I guess, uh, to find that, that balance. 
So I guess that's really it as far as how things have been going for the past few weeks. Um, like I said, I, I do have a video up on the website where I give a tour of the nursery and uh, sort of show you how we have things set up. And uh, we've been really happy with the setup we have here at home. And everything's been going smoothly there. Um, there's also a couple of pieces of equipment. And I, I've mentioned mentioned uh, the swing and the baby rocker uh, in a previous podcast episode. But my next video, um, I'm going to... Uh, show you the swing the baby swing and the rocker that uh, we've been getting a lot of use out of so you can have a look to see what we're using but um, yeah the nursery is working out well and uh, really I, I feel like we've fallen into a routine with the, the sleeping and the feeding diaper changing you know and uh, I'm really looking forward to Natalie's personality starting to develop a bit more and uh, you know like John Miller and I talked about in the previous podcast episode just having the baby interact with me more. And, uh, you know, I have seen changes over the past week or so where she does seem to be more alert and seems to be, uh, you know, uh, heading towards interacting with me more. So these next couple few months, I think, are going to be really exciting for us here at home. And I'm looking forward to sharing that with you guys. So keep listening. <laughs> And now I've got some Tech Time segments for you today on the show. First up, a Lego iPhone case. Uh, if you're still looking for a case for your iPhone and want something a bit unique, there is a, uh, a case that wraps around the phone. And on the back of the phone, it, is, uh, it has a, a Lego surface. So you can actually attach pieces of Lego to the back of your phone. And you can even build it up a little bit. Um, this is by... Uh, a company called Smartworks Brick Case, and it's for the iPhone 4S, the iPhone 4, the iPod Touch, and I'll put a link in the show notes. But for 25 bucks, you can get this very unique um, iPhone or iPod case that uh, you can build out uh, little Lego sculptures on the back of your phone. And you know, it, it is kind of cool if you're a Lego fan. Uh, it might be a little bit impractical. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it's something fun to play, play around with at home. And, um, you know, your kid could also play with it uh, with you. It can be, you know, a bonding experience to build a little Lego castle on the back of your cell phone. Think about that. Next on Tech Time, Siftio Cubes. S-I-F-T-E-O Cubes. Again, I'll have a link for you in the show notes on the website. It's siftio.com. These are little one-and-a-half-inch blocks uh, cube-shaped blocks that have a screen on the one side of them. It almost looks like a little iPod Nano, if you can imagine what that looks like. But there's uh, three cubes that come in a package, and they interact with each other, and they're really suitable for, for, for younger children to play with. But uh, they connect wirelessly to a nearby computer, and uh, they can hold up to four hours of play on a single charge. But what it does is it gets your hands and your brains working with some hands-on, what they call uh, Siftio's intelligent play. And I'm quoting here, Platform is a fresh tactile take on interactive play. Use your hands to move, shake, flip, rotate, and neighbor your Siftio cubes. You'll be entertained and inspired by Siftio's unique gameplay. 
a little bit difficult to explain, but if you go to the website, um, there is uh, on the website there's lots of visual visuals and uh, instructions on how these things work, and it does look pretty cool. Uh, they're not cheap though; I think they're over a hundred bucks anyway to get a set of these things. But uh, it's expandable to up to six cubes, and um, lots of different games that can be enjoyed for everyone in the family. Siftio. Com. Now, really, our kids probably should be outside playing road hockey or running in the woods somewhere and getting exercise. But <laughs> next on Tech Time um, is a iPad, excuse me, iPad app called Happily, H-A-P-P-L-Y. And uh, it helps curious kids safely discover the internet and sort of gives them an introduction to, you know, navigating with uh, the internet in a safe way, um, in a way that you have set up that is safe for them. This application allows the parents to customize what their children see and it has different categories in it, which include things like, did you know how to do stuff, space and beyond, weird and wacky, funny videos, and more, and these things can be toggled on and off as the parent chooses. Um, so you really, you can only, your child will only see what you've uh, set up for them to see. It seems like a really great app that can get a child used to sort of working with this technology because, you know, let's face it, this kind of technology is what they're going to be growing up with. So, let them play with this app, and uh, after a little while, uh, send them outside to run around the backyard and get some exercise. I'll put a link to the uh, website for this app. Again, it's Happily. The iPad for curious kids helps them safely discover the web. Finally on Tech Time, a company called Cloud B has a number of different night lights for children that go in the child's room and they you turn them on and um, it lights up gently, but when it lights up, it projects on the ceiling uh, different types of designs depending on the type of uh, nightlight that you have. We have one of these ourselves. It's a ladybug and when you turn it on, it's a gentle sort of red light um, that the ladybug uh, shell lights up. But on the ceiling and on the walls, it projects stars and sort of a, a little moon. It's really cool. It, it really does a, a, a nice job, plays some music. Uh, but they have all different types of these little night lights. They have turtles, uh, sea turtle, different types of turtles, ladybugs, uh, butterflies, you know, lots of, of cool stuff. Cloud B is the name of the company. You can go to Amazon, of course, to buy these. They're 50 bucks, so yeah, not cheap, but, uh, you know, pretty cool nonetheless. Well, and that's the end of the show for this week. Thanks again for tuning in. I'm uh, really glad you had a listen, and I hope you enjoyed the show this week. I've got some great interviews lined up in the not-too-distant future for you, so keep tuning in the show weekly. I've got some great content coming for you. And like I said, you can head over to the website where I have some video extras and some uh, links of the week extras. So check it out and let me know what you think. You can always email me with any comments, questions, or show ideas at steven at beingdadpodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you again next week. Thank you.